What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Adam Anderson, back again for another episode of the Washed Up Podcast. Again, I appreciate and thank you for tuning in, listening, downloading, whatever you're doing to listen uh, to this episode and other episodes. Uh, thank you. Uh, it, it truly means a lot. We're still trying to make this uh, bigger and better than ever. I know it's been a, a little bit of a gap since the last episode, but, uh, you know, real life stuff gets going on July had a lot of fun and and uh, trying to schedule some uh, interviews down the road too. Uh, I know right now football's right around the corner. Volleyball's coming, track or cross country and golf are also coming too. Can't forget about those athletes. Uh, so we'll we'll probably touch on those on later episodes. I know transfer uh, is a big word now in the local high school football market, but uh, we'll save that for another episode. I know, but I will uh, kind of talk about that later. Uh, because it's it's big right now, and you know football's coming when you start seeing seven on seven highlights, uh, top ten things in the paper. We're talking about last season games and stuff like that. So football is coming, and kind of to build off that, my interview today is with Joe Reed, uh, who is the offensive coordinator uh, for the Athens Warriors. Uh, we had Joe on before we even knew what this podcast was going to be back in October uh, before their playoff game against St. Teresa. Uh, this one was a lot of fun for me. Joe was my college roommate pretty much for the four years. We were both at Illinois college. Uh, I got to know Joe very well. I consider him a, a brother. Uh, their family is, is I felt like an extended part of their family with, with Zach lived with us for a year. I know Bill, his dad very well, Anita, his mom, and even his, his grandparents. He talked about uh, his grandpa Bill and Grandma Sue. I, I got to know them all. They're all awesome people. Uh, so this was a lot of fun. You know, Joe came from a small school powerhouse. He was a Carthage High School graduate. He probably could have played in four state championships. Well, he played in three, uh, but he had a unfortunate teacher strike, and they ran into an eventual state champion in Alito in the second round of his junior year. And we, we talk about that and, and all the greatness of, of Carthage football. Uh, we talk about his, his college career, too, because Joe didn't mention it a lot, and he's one that he wouldn't. But Joe is one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Here's a, a kid who, two weeks into practice, had played quarterback pretty much since he had grown up, now was asked to move to wide receiver. And it was evident that we needed to get Joe on the field. And credit to Coach Aaron Keene, uh, who's now at Eastern Michigan, who was our head coach and offensive coordinator at Illinois College. He knew we had to get Joe on the field. And it wasn't Joe wasn't ready to play quarterback. We had some other guys there. We were just freshmen. Joe came from a wing tee background. We were in the uh, a spread offense. So it was different. And he talks about that. But what he did was he adapted, and he used what he could to get on the field. And I think a lot of times athletes now, when they're asked to move or play a different position, don't always look at that as a good thing. They look at it as, oh, maybe I'm getting demoted. Maybe I'm doing something else. Joe took the ball, and, and he didn't just run with it. He, he almost just sprinted and, and took off with it. By the end of that year, he was probably, if, if he wasn't our leading receiver his freshman year, he was probably number two. And then by the time we graduated, he owned a bunch of records. He was one of the best receivers that ever went through uh, Illinois College. Uh, and as a, a fellow receiver, it, it when it first happened and Coach Keene asked him to move over, it was like, oh, man, there's another dude in the room now. But uh, pretty quickly I saw that Joe 
uh, needed to be out there. He was better. I mean, he was he was great. I I can't talk enough about how good Joe is, and Joe competed all the time. Uh, and he also played basketball at the college level, which you don't hear a lot of two sport athletes in college. And there's a reason for that as a, a college athlete, especially at the D three level. Now I know people give D three a hard time because look, if you're playing at D three, you're looking to play for four more years. Uh, a lot of, of D three football players like myself, they couldn't quit playing football yet. They love the game. They love to compete. They want to win. They want to be around a team and they're not ready to hang it up. And I love you guys that do that too, that listen or have done that in the past, we're all in a brotherhood because 90% of D3 athletes, you're not playing professionally. Uh, and most of the time, if you're trying to do that, you're going to have to take the long route of playing arena or playing overseas or, you know, playing eight man, crazy things like that. But again, it's because you love the game and you're not ready to stop playing. So Joe not only played football, played basketball, and that's like having two full-time jobs uh, and being a student at the same time. With, you know, with football, uh, a regular day for us was lifting, classwork, film, practice, a study table, usually when you were younger, or, or just your regular homework. And then you find time to hang out with your buddies or play some video games and that kind of stuff. And then you throw on, he was also in basketball on top of that. So he needed to get in the gym and put up shots and watch basketball film and uh, learn di a different set of plays. And it, it, it's crazy for, for that. You see a lot of football and track. Uh, that's different. I think that's a little different because track is, it's a very you sport or you just got to get yourself ready to go. Um, but to have basketball and football back to back, it's, it was crazy, you know, and if it wasn't for an unfortunate injury that we talked about uh, in the interview, he probably would have done it all four years. Uh, but, yeah, Joe and I met. Uh, they used to have seven-on-sevens in the summer uh, at Illinois College before we got there. You know, they get the word out, hey, we do seven-on-seven. Seven. They were Sunday afternoons. So we, we came over, and, you know, I knew Joe. We had always gone to the state championship games, and I knew his name. Didn't know much about him. We get to talking. We probably knew each other for four or five hours max. And then we get to school. We find out our rooms are going to be next to each other. Pretty much was turned into one big giant room. And then from then on out, we were, we were roommates and it was, I had a blast. I, I, <laughs> I made the joke that I did live with him longer than uh, my current wife at one point, because uh, there, I never thought about, you know, doing anything else. We were, we were that close and, and we still are. And uh, I think you guys will get a kick out of, of the interview. He brings up a lot of Carthage legends because there were a lot of them. And uh, there's probably more that we didn't even get to talk about. Uh, but it, it was cool to, to hear his stories from high school and then college. Cause a lot of them I knew, but there was stuff he talked about that I didn't know. And, and then now we talked about, you know, what to expect uh, from the Athens Warriors this year and uh, what's made them so special. Uh, and it's, it's, it's all about family and that, that continuity. And uh, I think you, you people out there are, are really going to like it. So uh, I'll, let's get to that. You don't need to hear me talk anymore. Uh, I appreciate you again listening. I will say we did this interview outside by Joe's pool uh, the wind kind of messed with the mics a little bit. I tried to clean it up as best I could. So the audio in some parts isn't spectacular. 
Uh, but it's still decent. Again, we're getting better. I'm getting better at doing this. That's what I did a lot in the downtime was how to make this as, as best as possible for you guys. So bigger and better things are to come. Uh, thank you. Now, listen to Joe Reed. All right, so joining me now on the Washed Up Podcast on this beautiful day, poolside, Joe Reed. Joe, how are you? Hey, Adam. I am great. Uh, uh, you know, just scheduling this interview in between nap time for my daughter. It happens. <laughs> We're all dads. Yeah. Uh, welcome to being washed up. How does it feel? It feels pretty good. Uh, pretty glorious. Um, don't ask me to run a 100-meter dash or anything. I'll tear a hand No, out. no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I haven't run 100 meters total probably in 2019. It's been a while. So uh, most people probably know you as offensive coordinator for the Athens Warriors. Some might know is you are a Carthage legend, Carthage High School class of 2003, quarterback. Uh, at one point, didn't you have more steals than D. Brown in basketball? Uh, is, that, I, is that record I, still up there? I can't remember what the career steals are. I know I was second in single season. Pretty good. Yeah, it was, it's okay. Yeah, it's been a while. I think. I don't know. I don't, I don't look at that stuff. <laughs> and then also played baseball, too? Yeah, in high school. Yeah. So went on to play football in college. Obviously, that's where we met each other. Yeah, blue boys. How did it feel to be a blue boy for pretty much your whole athletic career? At least a good nine, well, nine years. Stay <laughs> <laughs> next year. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I actually, you know, um, growing up in Carthage, obviously a small town, I... Uh, had a couple of places I thought about going for college. Yeah, I know Monmouth went to college, but uh, well, actually, he took me to IC. Is one of a guy I played with at Carthage, Willie Thompson, went to IC, and uh, you know the rest is history. Blue boy for life. Blue boys. Uh, okay, so we'll talk about. Let's start at Carthage. Uh, for those not listening, Carthage was a dominant football. 1A football powerhouse in the 90s, pretty much. Yeah, right? late, late 90s, late 90s, 90s yeah. yep. uh, Coach Jim Unruh, he's the wing tee legend. You, freshman year, did you play varsity I, as a freshman? I was like a safety on kickoff or something. <laughs> I was just, I was just, a, we carried three quarterbacks, so I was, uh, I was uh, on the, on the, on the roster or whatever, but uh, I didn't play any significant role or anything on that. But you did go to state championship game your yep. freshman year? Yep, yep. Uh, then went again as a sophomore, so now you've won back-to-back. Yeah, that year, yeah, and that would have been the first year I played. You started, yeah. Yep. And that was actually the first time I ever heard the name Joe Reed, because uh, we always went over to watch the game. It was you guys in La Harp, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. In the championship game too. I think there was a by, what, twelve miles, and then we play them. I think there was one pass thrown in that game. Yeah, I mean, I know I was over one. Well, I don't know. It technically <laughs> doesn't count. It was on a two-point conversion, but. Uh, no, pretty much just turned and handed it to Wyatt Green that game. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. He was we'll, decent, right? we'll talk about some other Carthage legends, but junior year, you guys probably had one of the best teams in state and then just had a uh, strike, correct? A teacher yeah, strike or something like yeah, that? Yeah, we actually, I think we made the playoffs as a 6-3, and three, and uh, we drew Alito in round one. and uh, Who went on to win. 30 34-26 or 36-24 or something like that. I mean, it was a good game. We yeah, just, and they won a state title. And then they ended up winning yeah. it that year, yeah. yeah. Senior year in a game, a rematch of that game. Yeah, yeah. You guys play Alito in the state title. If For you guys at home listening, you need to go to YouTube. You need to watch this game. It's unbelievable. I will still argue that you guys got hosed at the end. <laughs> so let's let's set the stage. Do you remember what the score was? Um, it was tied. Yeah. It was, uh, High we were on, I want to say, the 35 or 40 going going in. We actually got the ball on a kickoff that they tied it up on. 
I think we ran like 28 sweep to Grunewald twice, and he ripped off, you know, and I mean, they were in a prevent, but we got across the 50, and uh, the play we ran was called 18 belly pass, and uh, I was a designed roll where I rolled out to the right, and Ashton was the halfback on the left, and he kind of snuck out and went up the backside seam, and I, I faked the fullback turn and avoided pressure, which ended up being uh, the clip that they called. Yeah. Questionable our tackle turned back. Probably didn't even need to block the guy, honestly. But uh, yeah, I threw it. Passion, he caught in the end zone. Thought we won. A sliding catch in the end zone. Yeah, too. I mean, Not I got, I kind of fell down as I threw, and I remember I saw the flag next to me, and I thought I was over the line of scrimmage, but nope, clip. So clip. And overtime. Let's see. I think we got the ball first. Yeah. Well, you guys always went for two, right? You didn't have correct. Didn't have a kicker. Have a kicker. Um, we ran 28 sweep. Grownwald went untouched into the end zone. Coach Unruh, I mean, like, let's run it again. <laughs> it worked, you know, it worked, it worked setting up our last drive of the, of the regulation, and then got stopped, and then they uh, took them four plays, I think, three or four plays to score, and then so, PAT to win it. That's that. So what, you know, Coach Unruh is you know, Hall of Fame. He's like, what was it like playing under Coach Unruh for, for four years, and and now learning from him as uh, a coach yourself? I want to say, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this as long if anybody, any coach I've been around Especially now, you know how we have so much technology and huddle and everything. And um, Coach Henry was the best in-game play caller off field that I've ever been around. I mean, he just had a knack for it, and uh, you know, he obviously came out smelling like a rose most of the time. So, <laughs> um, he, like I said, he just he has a good feel. I mean, a great feel for the offense, and he called it for years. So he, he, uh, if anything, he reminds me every once in a while to kind of. You don't have to play the numbers game. Sometimes you just got to – your guys have to get it done or have to, you have to trust them, and you have to trust that you're setting certain plays up. And uh, that's probably the biggest thing I think I've learned from him as a play caller. But, yeah, it was uh, it was, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, I learned a lot. I mean, he, he was very uh, – he would ask me what I thought and not necessarily use my opinion. <laughs> but, uh, he did ask me what I thought in, in a game. And, uh, you know, I learned, you know, Everything that I, you know, do as far as feel, I would have to kind of attribute to him or, you know, learning it from him as far as setting things up and things like that, so. So you also played with some, I mean, high school legends, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. White Green, you mentioned Ashton Gronwald would be another one that I think people would remember. Out of all the guys that that you played with or, or grew up playing, who are some names that stand out to you just being, you know, the dudes. Well, I mean, you don't have a lot of success without having really good players either. And uh, we kind of had a stretch there where, I mean, I remember like even back, you know, to the '95 teams with Kenton, Patrick, Joy, Dione, like that group. I just remember I was really young, but uh, my dad wasn't coaching yet at Carthage. But I just remember those names from that those teams. Um, and then, you know, as far as who I played with, you know, White Green, Willie Thompson, T.J. Men, Abe Holes. I mean, I mean, I could list. Almost everyone on that team, um, especially that 2000 team, I thought was probably the most talented talented team that I played on. And then you know later on, as I got older, junior and senior, Asher Gomez was one of the all-time best running backs yeah. in the state, along with Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt was he was just special. He was just different. You know, he had a lot of different ability. I mean, he went and played at Western, but uh, he also beat up dudes for a living. Yeah, and then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Willie, I mean, he was. You know, one of the most gifted athletes I've ever been around. So, I mean, he's still he's still athletic. I mean, he comes out here and plays basketball in the pool with us and dominates, and then he can swing golf club pretty well. So, um, those guys, um, I, you know, I definitely remember them. Um, 
one guy that, you know, gets under-mentioned, but TJ Mann was probably the hardest worker that I've ever been around in anything. I mean, he he uh, really kind of set the tone for that, that team, too, and he was a great leader. So, you know, a lot of great players. It's hard to even make a short list of them without, you know, without keeping going because, you know, I played with yeah, so many there, Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, and, and I'm sure you played in a lot of, like, big, huge games. I mean, you played in, you yeah. know, three state title games. What's one game outside of those state championship games that kind of sticks in your brain that you remember uh, a win or a loss? I mean, you didn't have a whole lot of losses. So. Yeah, I mean, I can count those on one hand. I mean, with the exception of the strike year. Um, the game that, you know, I'll never forget that stands out, we actually lost. It was a regular season game. Um, in that 2000 season that we won the state championship when we kind of got our revenge against La Harp Northwestern. Um, but we played them, I think it was like week six, four, week four or six. And, I mean, there was people there the night before on Thursday night, like marking their territories, <laughs> setting up spots, and it was at least four deep around that stadium in in, in our in Carthage. And, uh you know, that atmosphere was unbelievable. That, that's definitely one game I'll never forget as far as the atmosphere and just the talent. They they were loaded, too, and it was just, I mean, we ended up playing each other. That was when they seeded yeah, one, two, one, two, two, and, uh, Which they should still do, by yeah. the way. <laughs> they were the, uh, you know, they were the, they were the one, they were the two, and then we met them up again in Champaign, which was pretty cool. I think and the entire area was there as far as our towns are concerned, but uh, that regular season game was... Uh, yeah, one I'll never forget. So it's me chills a little bit thinking about it. That's crazy. So now, you know, Carthage had to consolidate with La Harp, and it's now Line and West. Is it is it different now when you think about Carthage High School and now that's a Line and West High School? Uh, is it the same or is it different? It, I've been asked this question a lot. Um, it's, you know, Carthage is still home to me. Um, and the people are still the same. Um, I, I mean, I know a lot of the, a lot of people that are from Carthage still work in the school, and uh, Zach Houston's one of those yeah. guys. He's a great football player. I didn't play with him. He's a little bit older, but um, you know, he's still there, um, and, and they still do some things to you know to keep the Carthage memory alive. But you know, they're, it's a different school. Mm-hmm. It's a consolidated school. Um, I, I never experienced Lionel West. That didn't come until after I graduated. But uh, again. The people are still the same. It's still it's still still my home um, as far as you know my younger life. But uh, yeah, it's it's different. But uh, you know we still share in their successes yeah. too. And there's still a lot of again the people are the same. I mean I, it's crazy. I saw. I mean I keep seeing name a couple yeah. of names from you know people that I remember when I was in school. And now their kids are coming through. So that's that part's still the same um, to me. But yeah, yeah. I mean there's not. It's you know it's not royal blue yeah. and white you know anymore you know it's not it's not it's not the same but it is the same so yeah. it's kind of hard to put it in the words. It's all right. Uh, so now you graduate. Well, bas- how basketball wise? I know baseball wise, you guys went to a sectional final. Is that or sectionals? Baseball. Yeah. And we who we get it? we got beat by Illini. Cent- was that the yeah Scott, Illini, Scott Illini, Illini twins? Scott twins Illini yeah. Central yeah yeah they were uh, they were really good yeah I think we played them. I can't remember if that was in the sectional. I can't remember because everything changes in the postseason now, you know, <laughs> since when I, you know, I can't. We're really scratching the memory here. But, uh, yeah, we won a, one basketball regional, and then I think we won the baseball regional and then got beat by them in the sectional. But, again, that might have been a regional, too. I can't yeah. remember how that worked back then. But still had a lot of success outside of football, too, with, with basketball and baseball. And you actually played basketball for two years in college. Yeah, two, yeah, until I got hurt, until I injured my head, but just... 
Yeah, it took a toll on rehab. So what? Actually, I think I only have one, technically one year left, eligibility-wise. Okay. Uh, college coaches I out think there. I played for three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? Being a two-sport athlete in high school seems to be a, even a three-sport athlete. Uh, seems to be rare, but it it, it happens. Yeah. Being a two sport athlete in college is is very very rare. What what made you decide other than being crazy? Um, you know, I just I just loved and I loved basketball. I mean, honestly, that was that was my first love. Football, you know, it was hard not to love football in Carthage because it was, it was but it was more of a success driven thing. And I really, you know, I mean, I hadn't really come on my own as far as football goes until college. So. For me, basketball is just purely love, um, and then I, I just like being busy. And you know, I think honestly, playing basketball probably kept me kept different skills that I could use on the football field, which I, you know, I feel like I did. I used skills from both sports, um, you know, in in those other sports. So I liked being busy. I liked the guys that I was playing with. Honestly, that was part of it is the camaraderie, and you know, I have a lot of good friends on both the football and basketball teams in college, and. Uh, did I enjoy the last two years that I didn't play? Yeah, it was nice to kind of relax or whatever and have fun. But, uh, um, yeah, I, like I said, I like being busy. And I just I honestly just love basketball. So, so before we, we'll talk about the hip injury a little bit, too, that you kind of mentioned. You come from, you played quarterback pretty much all four years at Carthage. Mm-hmm. You come to IC, we're what, we were what, week, two weeks into practice when they ask you? To look at maybe playing receiver. Yeah. What went through your mind when that conversation happened? Um, I'd be remiss to say that I there wasn't a learning curve. I mean, I played in the wing tee, and then, you know, I see Coach Keen. It was you know spread eye. Um, I remember looking at the playbook, thinking it was in German or something. <laughs> I had no clue what the hell was going on. I do on. remember your first yeah, receiver well, stance was. Yeah, probably not. Classic. Good. Looked like a re- I probably got a three point stance. But, um, <laughs> that was. I was, you know, I, I obviously when I ended up playing later on, playing quarterback later on in college, it was a lot more knowledge driven. When I came in as a freshman, I, had, I mean, I hadn't even seen a playbook that looked like that. I mean, I hadn't seen a playbook more than six yeah. months. <laughs> I was kind of in the same boat yeah. there too. So that was, I don't know, that was a huge change, and then, you know, it was a little bit. It was tough to obviously to swallow and to be like, number one, I didn't have the knowledge. Number two, I probably just wasn't ready anyway from a from a skill standpoint at the quarterback position at that point in, in my career. Um, so it was, it was a tough to swallow, but I felt like Coach Keen had it. I felt like he, he knew what I was doing. So, you know, I just approached it with uh, hard work and different challenge. And All you young players out there should listen to that last part. Here's a guy that played, was a state champion quarterback, goes to college, not even there a month and they move him to a different position which by the time you graduated were one of the all-time greats at well i don't don't think changing positions is ever easy but you know going to college like coming into your own isn't easy either and i just felt like um i kind of looked out honestly like the guys that we had at ic the opportunities i had to start uh, pretty much right away and so I was also you know, a big advantage and you know who knows I mean I, some guys can go and then you can go and put yourself in the shell you know yeah. Cause you, this wasn't for three years I was a starter in high school I was you know I didn't know what to think if I you know changing positions and you know and so those guys that do 
stick it out and then end up kind of paying dividends as a junior. You know, I mean, it's kind of crazy because for two years you're kind of like back on the bottom of the totem pole. So in what in ways I lucked out, um, but again, I still think if you approach everything, you know, with a good mindset and work hard at it. You had a really great roommate to help out, too. And I'll tell you what, my roommate was really good. <laughs> he was the best backup to help answer questions. That's right. I was his roommate for you folks at home. So, at one point, I lived with you longer than my own wife, but that's now <laughs> since past, so... Yeah. Yeah, I brought that, that up yeah. yeah. But, again, that just shows we didn't know... We had met, what, two or three times over the summer yeah, at 7-on-7, seven seven, yeah, and then we we show up, and it's... We're in a room with some other guys, but then, you know, hey, you you're lifelong brothers. Yeah, you basically said, hey, man, we should room together. I think it was like on the second set on seven. I mean, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. We didn't know who each other were. I think we just knew each other's names yeah. or whatever. And Yeah, crazy how that worked out. But Now yeah. here we are. <laughs> here we are, washed up. <laughs> washed up sitting by the pool. Yeah. yeah. So junior year, you suffered a pretty devastated injury. Uh, in practice, even mm-hmm. what, go through all that. Uh, I'll tell you from from where my vantage point for you guys at home. Wow. We're in we're in basic just eleven on eleven practice, going against a scout defense, mm-hmm. a freak tackle uh, by Trenton Love Camp, another washed up uh, Springfield high coach right now. Uh, tackles him, and then just the way you're footing. That was the. Probably one of the worst screams I've ever heard anybody. Yeah, we can't repeat what I said. Yeah, no, it's not for children's ears either. Willie was coaching. Willie yeah. carried me off the field. Um, actually, I I remember the play. It was just a bubble screen. Yeah. He actually checked to it. Of course he did. It's all his fault. He checked to the pass. <laughs> surprise, right? Um, no, it was, you know, the numbers game in the box. We threw it out to me, and I was running away from pressure coming inside out as I was running away from, from uh, an outside linebacker, and there's two people. Yeah. I don't even remember who the other person yeah, was. Yeah, I don't remember. It's probably because yeah. I remember Trenton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? well. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, he just kind of tackled me, and I basically did the splits and then, like, rolled over on my, my right hip. But, honestly, I didn't even know my hip was injured um, because I tore my MCL on my left knee, which, you know, was really what caused all the pain. I didn't even know my hip was torn until I tried playing basketball. <laughs> so I rehabbed my knee for the last eight weeks or whatever. Yeah, I think it was Yeah. I was I yeah. still grand medical venture, but so yeah, I rehabbed the last eight weeks and then uh, I tried playing basketball and I couldn't put my pants on. I couldn't put my leg I had to put my pants on something wrong. trainer I see Harry Earnhardt he he knew right away. bother you now at all?
I want to do it when I go to the weight room. <laughs> so, uh, injury, you get uh, the lovely victory lap semester mm. of one more year of football. It was nice. Where you actually <laughs> got to play, how many games did you play at quarterback that last three, 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 last three games of the year? Grinnell, Monmouth, and Norbert, yep. How different was that? You know, now you're at a point where before mm-hmm. you didn't really, the quarter, the, the playbook was German. Now you're looking at it like it's, one plus two. Yeah, so, um, honestly, I mean, three, basically three years of film study. I, I mean, I mean, I watched film with all the quarterbacks. You know, there's even yeah. quarterbacks watch film together. So I knew all the reads. I knew when the slot guy was open, <laughs> <laughs> which was every play. Of course, we were always I, open. At least I told Pete. Yeah. John Howard would say something else probably, but uh, Bill Baffert Pete. <laughs> I think back about that. But anyway, no, uh, made him better. It's uh, it, honestly, it was it was just like so much fun um, to do, and, and then Zach, you know, having Zach play, he he was in the slot too, so um, that was kind of neat playing with him, really throwing him. I mean, it was just like in the backyard again. But uh, no, like as far as the reads go, I mean, I'm sure I butchered a few, but uh, for the most part, like I had a good grasp on it. Um, and I think, I mean, a lot of it was just a film study and just like the confidence and. And knowing, like, what you're calling and why you're calling it. I yeah. mean, at least I knew where one guy was going to be at every <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, I, it was super fun. Um, we had some good players, too. I mean, the guys that I pl- played with, it was kind of neat throwing to them. Yeah. But, uh, no, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I would. I wish I had a few few, uh, few games left. I would have loved to have played it. I wish I would have had the victory lap left. To, yeah, victory lap was yeah. nice. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> It was yeah, nice. It means to an end, yeah. Um, how was it you got to play in high school and college with your brother Zach, and now you're actually coaching with him? Yeah. Um, how was it playing with your yeah, brother? You know, high school. He, you know, it's just a different, uh, you know, as far as growth and you know, yeah, the, the way boys grow. So like we really weren't you know, to play a whole lot together. He did playoff game at like safety when he was a sophomore and I was a senior so I, I remember I remember you know a few times playing with him in high school but more so in college because you know yeah, it was a little the bit maturity, old, level, yeah. maturity level was different and we were you know hanging out together living together and um, it was a lot of fun I mean I you know when you're I was playing quarterback which was really which was really neat at the end I, like, I always knew kind of where he was going to be so we kind of had that relationship and then he got hurt <laughs> <laughs> but um no, I really enjoyed it. I remember, I'm trying to, I, if I could remember the very first play that he started in that playoff game, it was against West Central. Um, Chris Dorsey. A little, Hill, yeah. And uh, they ran, Zach's playing safety, and they ran a, uh, just a play, like their first play of the game was like, I, you could tell, like, they wanted to kind of go at the mouth, yeah. you know, yeah. or whatever. And uh, they did a play action, and <laughs> Little, Ryan, Ryan Little got behind Zach. Zach did it up on the run. He was, you know, <laughs> super aggressive, excited to be out there. And uh, I lit into him pretty <laughs> good on the field, and uh, he didn't make another mistake. So people that know you guys know that that's no surprise yeah. that you lit into him. Definitely not. Um, but, yeah, that was, I remember that. I'll never forget that. And I think. They either punted to us. I think we might have already been up seven nothing though. So I think Grunwald took the opening kickoff back. <laughs> but par for the course, I guess. There. Yeah. Yeah. He touched it four times and scored four times. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So now you're co- you get to coach with the, mm-hmm. and with your dad too. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, it like coaching with 
with and really the whole Ethan staff is a lot of family. Yeah. So uh, w- what kind of dynamics, you know, good and bad, are are with you know coaching with a, a dad and a brother and with another set of brothers and guys oh, that have I known mean, each other for for as long as you guys have. I mean, we have our disagreements just like any staff, but we're all we're so close. Like it's, it's you know it's like a brotherhood and or father and or dad, <laughs> but um, it. It's so productive because like, everyone on our staff, it's like sharpening the sword. You know what I mean? Everyone has kind of their own little niche and uh, take it very seriously. And um, I, I get to coach DBs with Zach, so, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other all the time. And, and Dad, I, I just really feel like he's one of the best, you know, line guys that I've ever been around, you know, from back the Carthage days to now. And then Coach Klein yelling and screaming at us to now he. <laughs> To relieve you know, his principles, he gets to relieve a little bit of the stress I think out there. But he does such a great job with it. Um, as far as you know, it's you know, we, like I said, we have disagreements, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, we all we all have the same goal and share the same um, uh, share the same goals. So that makes it uh, pretty fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, and we get together a lot with them, so we can talk football all the time. I'm sure my mom and my wife love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've been at Athens how many years now? Starting 11. Yikes. Yeah. And you spent two years at Camp Point? Yeah. Just one at Camp Point? my 12th year total. And then 11. This will be starting 11 here, yeah. Yikes. 09 was my first year, yeah. So you have kind of been... The Athens program was still fairly new when you got here. Yeah, I think I think they had varsity um, four years. Because Joey, when Joey Dion was the head coach, they won their first playoff game. They beat Plains. Two thousand eight. I think. Yeah, they were really yeah. good that year. They yeah. beat. I was at Point that year. We yeah. played them, and they had the quarter Yep. Their QB stud. But anyway, he uh, he was like I think he was like their first All State yeah. player, and and I want to say that was. Maybe that was only their second year of varsity. Um, yeah, I know. It all kind of blends yeah. together. It was still fairly new. I knew that. Yeah, I thought 06 might have been their first year of varsity. So, yeah, it might have yeah. been year two, year three. Um, so, yeah, it was probably year four or five when, uh, of the program when I got here. I'm trying to think. We did a 10-year T-shirt. What year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 16, yeah. But, I mean, for still, you're, you guys are an under 20 years of a program. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you've been to a semifinal. You've you've played in a lot of how many straight playoff appearances are you guys at now? Six, seven. Uh, more than that. Since ten, right? Well, yeah. Since I can't 10. count. Not, yeah. And you play in what is probably the toughest small one of the toughest small school conferences in the state. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I really love our conference, but um, as far as you know, our youth as a program, you know, and you know, how 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 are you successful with such, such a young program? It's simple. I mean, it's the continuity. It's been yeah, how many coaches have you lost I mean, to other places? This will be Ryan and I's 11th together. I think it's 11th. Yeah, together. And then um, Coach Dion, who's been here, he's been with us for 10 of them. So really that first year, and then Rippy, who's been here the whole time, Over five years, and Sean's been here. Shoot, he's been here probably 
eight or nine also. So I yeah. mean, I think maybe Dad's like seven. So I think continuity is, you know, um, and honestly, bringing in guys that have the same kind of um, makeup as far as expectations, you know, on the field of themselves and also of the players, um, and then you know the goals that we share. So um, I, I think that's why we've been successful is because. I mean, Ryan and I have learned a lot just coaching together, you know, and starting off, from starting off where we did that first year, that two and seven year. To, that was uh, the last time, yeah. The playoffs. And then, you know, where we kind of flipped it the next year and then kind of where we're at now, it's really, uh, you know, it's really. It says a lot about you guys. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you don't you don't have to say it. I'll say it. I mean, it says a lot about you guys as a staff because here I grew up around here where Athens didn't have football. Right. And now I will say Athens is probably a football town. I mean, that's a beautiful stadium you guys have. It's always packed when you come here for home games. They take a lot of pride now in this football team. Yeah, all of us. You know, I I know the top schools like to identify themselves as something, and we've just had a lot of success. But I mean, I just I just think we're an at you know we're we're a school of kids who really like to, to to play sports, and we have a lot of kids that do multiple sports, and a lot of coaches that coach multiple sports. So I just you know I, I'm just excited that you know things are heading in the right direction and in a lot of different areas, but, uh, you know, obviously um, the success of football has probably maybe shaped that a little bit um, as far as kind of how we identify yeah. as, you know, as a as some sort of school <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just, we, you know, we just want to be good at everything. Um, I mean, I think if we, if you hire people that, you know, that share that same kind of, you know, drive, then, uh, you know, I think success will follow you in most of your sports and, and, and even in the classroom, I mean, academically too, so... A lot of it, you know, like I said, continuity and, and, and kind of that shared kind of mindset. So, so we'll get into to this season now. You guys lost second round game to Jacardier Wright, mm-hmm. uh, which that kid was as good as advertised or better. Yeah, <laughs> He's the best player I think I've pitched against, honestly. So what? What's the outlook here? We're now forty. I think we're forty some days away from the football season starting. <clears throat> What's uh, how's how are you guys look this summer so far? What's kind of what should we be looking out for the Athens Warriors? God awful! It's gonna be the worst <laughs> season we've ever had. <laughs> uh, now uh, we we got a really good group of kids that um, that I have been successful in a lot of different you know areas. Um, and, you know the kind of kids that we look for are kids that compete and everything. I don't care if it's a math test, you know, or a rank in the class. Or if it's you know uh, PE, <laughs> dodgeball or whatever, <laughs> uh, I just want guys that compete. And, and this senior class that we have this year, I mean they they compete. Um, and uh, the kids that have st- you know Riley Lopian, Nick Laird, those kids that have started for a few years, Logan Bouchon, I mean those guys all know what it takes. Um, they're all we're all on that semifinal team, and uh, I, they're just really fun to be around. Um, and uh, I think we got some good pieces below them, so. You know, we're, we're optimistic uh, on what we think, but, you know, we're also, we also have our goals, um, and, and we like to set our goals high. So um, as far as our expectations of, of the year, I, you know, I expect to win. Um, I expect to win week one. I expect to win, win week two. I expect to beat the defense in practice. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just, just – I just really like this group of kids. Um I think we'll finish. I have no idea. Um, we've years before we've said the Sangamo's a gauntlet. I don't know how we're going to get out of here without an injury. 
and we end up you know, winning eight yeah. games, and yeah. then we've had years where, man, I feel like we had a good team, and we go, we got to scrape and claw to get into the playoffs, and we go five and four and have to win our last three. You know, it just you just never know in this conference, and uh, which is the beauty of it. Um, and you know, one of the, one of the things that you, you know, upcoming legislation or whatever you want to call it <laughs> might change. Maybe you know, yeah. You'll miss so yeah. Um, I, I feel really good about our team. I mean, but I don't. Again, I don't know anything about anybody else's teams, you know, other than... I don't know either, yeah. There. So, you really, you know, I don't feel like I know a whole lot until after a couple, two or three weeks, you know, and you kind of see um, people on film, and, uh, but as far as... You come hot out of the gate week one with yeah, Williamsville. Yeah, going to be no rest, that's for sure. I mean, um, as far as, like, comparing this group of kids to other teams that I've coached, I, like I said, I just, I, I feel like... We got a lot of kids that compete and got good leaders. So I mean, that's those are two boxes that you want to check at the beginning of the year. We have good leaders and we have kids that compete, and those two boxes seem to be checked at this point. So, well, well that's all right. Yeah. So yeah, you guys are doing fine then. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it pans out well. So. All right. Well, let's get to the fun questions now. Right, no. First, I gotta ask, and I didn't preface you with this question. Oh Why did you guys do the weird hair coloring for your playoff runs in high school? Because yeah, I'll never forget watching you guys take your helmets off for the <laughs> national anthem and seeing like pink and you know bright, bright gold. Oh, yeah. Um. Honestly, I think when I, I mean this, I think that tradition had been going for years. Like you know. Playoff beards, et yeah. But the, at Carthage, I remember. I mean, like, I remember as soon as the playoff started, everyone was doing mohawks or dying their yeah. hair or whatever. And then, you know, when we got our senior year, you know, it was kind of our team. You know, whatever we're seniors, we stopped everything <laughs> doing thumbs and coloring our hair just <laughs> random colors. Would be, I mean, my best friend in high school, John Dickinson, another again, another good player, um, tight end. He had a permed blue mullet. Yeah, and uh, he'd probably still wear it if that was socially yeah, acceptable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he was a business person. He'd definitely rock that, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I don't. I, honestly, I can't tell you where it started or when it started. Um, it was just things to do. Promoted. Yeah. I know that even the coaches promoted it, and I remember my dad get, cutting his hair into a mohawk. I think that was like '98. I can see uh, Big Bill cutting his hair into a mohawk, though. Yeah, I mean peer pressure, I guess. <laughs> All right. Did you? What was your? I know what your summer job was in high school and college, but what was your summer job? My summer job was I worked for my grandparents, cutting lawn. Shout out Grandpa Reed. Grandma and yeah. Grandpa, Bill and Sue. What's up? Yeah. Um. Uh. And then Grandma Sue and Grandpa Bill also had like a food food service catering. They did. Uh, and then I did some construction too. Like later on, as I got older, like these two kids running out here. I know. I had a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, so mainly, it was mainly, I mean, for the majority of my childhood growing up was, uh, was mowing and long hair. <laughs> what, uh, did you have a pregame superstition? Um, not, I'm trying to think. Because I don't remember any in I, college. I, I can't remember any, any, ma- I mean, there's, I mean, other than, like, what I wore or whatever. But yeah, next fun question is, mm-hmm. what was the postgame hangout? In Carthage, the where the current Marine Bank is it used to be called the Pothole. Nice. It was right next to Hardee's, and you know, if you had some lucky enough to have a couple of friends working drive-through, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of 
a couple of free burgers. I mean, what was the, <laughs> a couple of spicy chickens. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was called the Pothole, and it was just basically an empty parking lot that we all sat and figured out what we were going to do next, I guess. That's all right. Cruising was a big deal, I remember that. Cruising in Carthage? Maine. What, uh, what were you cruising in? Because now I, I can't remember what your car was. I was cruising, well... <laughs> The first car was the old uh, 93 Cougar. Nice. Vinyl interior. <laughs> oh, yeah. dash. Big and time. And I wrecked it. Or what do you know? That one, the radiator one. I don't remember. And then I had like a 91 Lumina. And then I had the Monte Carlo. Yeah, the Monte Carlo. That's what it was. questions now. I appreciate you coming on finally. Yeah. Even though this technically I guess you could call it your second appearance because yeah. we talked before the uh, playoff game last year. Oh yeah. yeah. Alright so I got a few questions for you. Do you still have your Pirates jersey? Yes. And you wear it to bed. Now. Yes every night. Every night. <laughs> I rotate between that and my blue boy jersey. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> Alright. Thanks Joe. Alright man. Thanks.